and welcome to Primary Care Spotlight, the podcast that brings you all the latest news and insights from Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub. Cornwall Primary Care Training Hub is delivered in partnership with Kerner Health CIC, working on workforce development programmes across the Cornwall health and care system, and we are here to support all those working in primary care. Hello and welcome to Primary Care Spotlight. In this episode, we're going to be talking about placements. So we're going to have a look at what it actually means to provide placements and uh, why it's really important that we're providing placements in the restoration of the workforce and encouraging people into primary care. Um, what are some of the incentives to provide placements and uh, look at different models for how we can uh, provide placements. So the CLIP model is one of those. And then finally, we look at what are the requirements for you to be able to provide placements and what you would need to do and also how we can support you with that. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, if you have any other questions or want to get in touch, then please email us and the email is in the description. Okay, enjoy. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. If you could just introduce yourself, sort of your name and job role, that'd be great. Hiya, I'm Sophie Crocker and I'm the placement coordinator for Cornwall focusing mainly on student nurses, but also other professions. Perfect. So, and you're now the sort of new named contact, you're sort of new to this job role, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah. So I'm trying to be the one point of contact for Cornwall to sort out all the placements for GP surgeries. And is this something that sort of, you've got like a background in then? or? <laughs> so I was a medical secretary and then a medical secretary manager. So Admin is something that I'm familiar with, but placement coordination is something new to me. But I quite like organising things, so it seems to be <laughs> pretty well. So what exactly does it mean to sort of provide placements then? So the pre- placements we provide are for student nurses primarily, um, but we also have um, other professions like nurse and associates and the R's roles like physios or first contact paramedics. And it's a good way of them experiencing life as part of a general practice in the hopes that we might be able to recruit them into these roles once they've qualified. Placements usually last for around nine weeks and we'd be looking at second and third years out in GP surgeries. First years tend to go into hospitals mainly. So they do come with quite a lot of knowledge and skills and it's something that we support them with as well. Perfect. And why is it so important that we are providing these placements in primary care? I guess is a a good point because people perhaps won't realise the reason why it is so important. So the biggest thing really we found is that it can help with the restoration of the workforce. So because GP practices aren't like hospitals where they're supported by lots of different staff, GP nurses tend to have to cover a wide range of patients rather than being specific to the ward that they're on. Mm. So by having people in practices as part of their placement, they can experience all the various long term conditions and mental health and things that they wouldn't experience in the hospital. And it encourages people with the support that we provide and is provided in the surgery to consider these as long term careers. And it's something that might not have considered before because a lot of focus people sort of in the outside world tend to think, oh, a nurse is only in a hospital, but actually they're they're really prominent people in a GP surgery as well and it's also good for the existing nursing team because if they've got fresh students coming through with new knowledge it can actually encourage the existing workforce to expand their knowledge and keep their learning up to date. 
so it's good for everyone yeah absolutely and I think you know if people that comment about the restoration is so important because like if people aren't coming to primary care as students and experiencing it um how do they know that they want to work in primary care you know we need to think about how we're going to grow those nursing teams and attract more people into primary care and the only way that well I mean the best way for that to happen is for people to actually be experiencing it as part of their education process and their learning journey that they think I mean I did a placement uh, as a pra- in a practice nursing GP surgery um and that was the reason why I want to go to practice nursing so I mean I suppose I'm an example of <laughs> of, of that exact thing happening you know I did practice nursing I was like yes that's for me um and I always knew that's what I wanted to do and I suppose that leads on nicely to you know actually now student nurses don't have to go newly qualified nurses don't have to go straight into secondary care do they they can come straight into primary care like from qualifying um which if I'd have known about or was an option when I qualified I would have like absolutely done that so if they know that that's a possibility as students they might come straight to us definitely we support with the preceptorship as well we've got um training that we can provide an assistance with that as well yeah absolutely yeah there's quite a good package that we offer isn't there to those newly uh qualified nurses so yeah if you have a fantastic student who visits your surgery and you know they're a really good fit for your team and you want you have a job role open you know they could come on qualifying to your team and we could help them with like the fellowship and the general practice foundation uh fundamentals course and then also uh yeah like you said preceptorship as well now so there's loads of things to support them and that the training hub can do definitely and also we can um support the existing staff to upskill to be able to support the students and the newly qualified team members and one of the ways we do that is with a a mentorship program or a coaching program so we it's not just about the student nurses it's about the whole staff that we can support yeah absolutely because I mean yeah you made a really nice point that like it's actually sometimes I think the nursing team we can be a bit when you're already very busy you'd be a bit hesitant to maybe think that you don't want the extra sort of workload of having a student but actually they can be really valuable and I I think that's one of the sort of big incentives because I was going to ask you about like what are the incentives of people actually having placements and these people can help out can't they? Absolutely so there's about a hundred pound per student per week incentive that we can offer um, to host students. So if you think the students are out for nine weeks, that's quite a good incentive of itself. Aside from the financial bit, like the thousand pound startup for hosting students, um, they also come equipped with a lot of skills. Um, like venipuncture is something that on the first within the first week we actually hold a training day for them and we just do a refresher of um, venipuncture and an introduction to primary care and personalised care. So that's what they get from us in the first week on top of what they've already learned at university. So we support all the way through. And again, like I said, we can actually upskill and train existing staff to be able to support the students. And I know one of the things that does put a lot of people off is the perceived amount of work that a student would have. Mm -hmm. or would entail but actually one of the projects we're working on is a collaborative learning in practice or a clip model Um, it's where a group of students coach each other and they're supported by a member of staff who would act as their supervisor so they'll be in a group of four to six students and they develop a learning plan um, and they actually coach each other and that's been shown to improve the students confidence because they're coaching each other And because they take 
greater learning responsibility for their learning it actually feels more beneficial to them like they're actually learning it yeah they're much more like active participants I guess in that in that learning as opposed to if they just sat with a nurse like although that can be really beneficial in like gaining some knowledge from the nurse and that expert to sort of novice thing but actually being able to sort of support their own learning journey and be a bit autonomous and work with their peers there's loads of evidence that that's beneficial for learning definitely so one person one supervisor for four to six students actually is a lot less work than four to six supervisors for four to six students yeah yeah and you can do sort of long arm supervision as well can't you you know like yeah. if they've done that venipuncture training which we ensure they have have access to before coming into placement then once they're assessed as competent they are then able to do some venipuncture clinics as long as thought of you have access to the nurse uh, mentor sort of supervisor um, who's there to help them if they need it but they don't have to just be in a room with you all the time just watching you <laughs> over your shoulder yeah. in, in fact you sort of don't want them to just be doing that you want them to be having a really varied experience and then to actually be seeing some patients sort of themselves with that sort of either indirect or direct supervision yeah definitely and as more support throughout the course we um we look at three long-term conditions cardiovascular diabetes and respiratory and we give them support so it's sort of a cover of what they've learned at uni a bit of a recap and then how to apply that in surgery so whilst they're actually in surgery, we look at some case studies and that shows the feedback says that that's really beneficial to the students because they learn not just the theory, but how to actually apply that in practice and what yeah. to look for and why they're doing what they're doing in practice. Yeah. That's helpful for them and the staff. Yeah. And it's sort of like good for people to know, thinking about sort of maybe being uh offering placements to students is that, yeah, we are putting that package in. So they, they come to you with already that sort of, knowledge of what primary care is about personalized care the venipuncture skills and then like you say cardiovascular disease diabetes and respiratory and they come with like something as some knowledge already so that they sort of like hit the ground running a bit on placement with with people definitely so yeah they can start doing clinics obviously with supervision but minimal they don't need their hands holding quite so much as it might seem initially so if people are listening to this and think, OK, actually, maybe providing placements is something that we could do at our practice and we see that we might be able to sort of promote some promote primary care and get some people to sort of think about primary care as a career option. What do they need to do? So what are the requirements to be someone who provides placements? So if they get in touch with us at the training hub, um, I can connect them to the relevant uni. So it's usually... Plymouth Uni um, but it could be Truro and Penwith depending on which specialty the student is and we need registered staff at the practice who are happy to do a short e-learning module about supervision and a registered member of staff that can act as a supervisor Um, and the training provider will audit the placement area which is usually pretty straightforward and we can support with that as well we can make sure that we've got marketing products that are relevant to the surgery and the student and I think I've mentioned as well that there's the thousand pound startup grant for providers that haven't previously hosted students yeah so that's a good way of um, making sure that you've got the equipment ready you've got any staff upskilled that might need to be um, and we can help with the audit as well and get the surgery up and running ready to host a student I guess is there any sort of other support that we can offer at the training hub to people who are going to be providing placements so we 
have courses that can help upskill the students can be supported and this also helps their individual careers as well so people can move from HCAs up to nurses etc um, and that's something that we we're quite happy to see. and it, it builds the workforce going forwards as well. I've bespoke training sessions tailored to the students and we also link in with the uni to support the students but also we're there to support the surgeries so if there's any areas that the surgeries feel the students need a bit more input and support with, we can look at adding that to our welcome package. And also we host a drop-in forum for supervisors and assessors so that we can support with any of their queries or concerns. And we also um, engage with the students as well and make sure that they're getting everything they need out of the placement. And if they're not, speak with the surgery and the uni and see if we can make amendments to that course yeah perfect so I think we've sort of like really covered everything there but do you sort of have any sort of final thoughts or anything you'd like to end on yeah so um hosting students can have a huge benefit for patients staff and recruitment and it doesn't necessarily mean a load of extra work for staff that are understandably already stretched it's a great way to help with workforce restoration which is what we're all here for really yeah yeah, I think if we need to, you know, we're obviously got a workforce sort of in decline with with practice nurses in particular, and with lots of people planning to retire. And if we don't start thinking about ways that we start encouraging the future nurses to come into primary care, then we're going to have have a lot more issues. So I think we need to really get proactive. And one of the best ways to do that is probably placements, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's all today from Primary Care Spotlight. Thank you for listening and I look forward to you joining me again soon. For more information, you can visit our website www.kernerhealthcic.org.uk forward slash cornwall-training-hub. You can also follow us on Twitter at cornwall underscore th and on Facebook at Cornwall Training Hub. To speak to the Training Hub team about how we can help your practice or career, please contact us at kernerhealthcic.workforce at nhs.net. If you have content ideas or would be interested in being interviewed for the podcast, please do get in touch. Bye for now.